0: Welcome to Know Where to Run with Christopher White.
1: Chris in Tennessee, you're on the air. Go ahead.
0: All right, well, let's get this started. I'm talking here with Rob Revere from Revere Radio, the worldwide home of free speech. Rob is the founder of Revere. Rob, why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about the uh, uh, the beginning of Re- Revere Radio, where it's going, uh, the kind of the idea of Revere and what you hope to see with it. Hey, well, thank you very much for uh, speaking with me today, Chris. Uh, basically, uh, back in November of 2004,
1: I... Uh, decided to start, uh, doing something to fight the info war, and I didn't have a DVD play, uh, burner, so, uh, I, me and a buddy of mine got this crazy idea to start, uh, streaming, uh, other people's audio that we were listening to and that we were so intrigued by, and I ended up streaming, uh, other people's audio, you know, 24-7 for a good month or so, and then, uh, my buddy gave me the idea to, well, why don't you uh, turn that mic on button on and uh, start talking into your microphone. And <laughs> so that's what I did. I turned the uh, mic on and I started talking, and I encouraged others who were listening to uh, to, to not be afraid to do the same. And uh, then that was the creation of Review Radio Network. I encouraged people to turn on their microphones and uh, start talking. Start talking about anything. No subject matter was too taboo. Uh, no words were too taboo. Uh, you know, if you, you know, if somebody who was listening didn't like what they were listening to, they ultimately could, you know, change the station. Now, I've got this bumper sticker on uh, the back of my van that I think sums it all up real good. And it's, uh, my right to say it, your choice to listen. And that's kind of the motto that, uh, I've gone with with Review Radio Network. Here we are four years later. And uh we've got a, a, a huge lineup, huge schedule, plethora of of uh, great information that's uh our right to say it and uh a listener's choice to listen to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and it's so unique. All the people are very uh eclectic, all the hosts are very interesting, they've come on uh, you know, um as I mean, how, how did that all happen? I mean, I guess they just started finding it on the on the web, or did you have sort of a a, a recruiting uh, um, period where you uh, went and looked for people? Well, I
1: at the beginning there, when I first started doing my very own live show, I would do my show on Friday night, and uh, I would do my show Friday night at midnight. And, uh, and I, I considered it to be, you know, the time when the night owls were out, and I kind of modeled the whole going on at Friday at midnight just as a way to create kind of like a subculture. Let's say, for instance, uh, We'll use, uh, this is kind of a bad example, but it fits, though. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. That doesn't come on until when? Friday nights at midnight, you know what I mean? So you have this whole subculture that would go to the movie theater and be all crazy on Friday nights at midnight. You knew not to go to the movies at that time because unless you didn't care what people were saying or wearing or looked like or what have you. And uh, so that's kind of like where I went with Revere Radio Network. And I've come to realize that there is an entire quote-unquote subculture out there of like-minded people who, uh, who see things in their own view and differently from the way that, let's say, everybody else sees it or the way that mainstream media uh, tells us to see it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, man, it sure does. Um, you know, and also it has this unique perspective of being uh, not really tied down to any of the um, kind of the sponsor stuff that Patriot Radio tends to be bogged down by and the commercials and all that stuff. And so it really allows for, um, you know, a really uh, just a all out pinning the ears back and going full force at, at this um this common enemy that we have. We have a lot of different views, uh, a lot of different takes on a lot of things. But I think, you know, the truth is like that. You know, you got to take it all in and then kind of, uh, you know, spit it out the other end. What, uh, You know, take the good with the bad and kind of filter it out. So it's all there. You know, it just needs to, you know, listen to everybody's perspective.
1: There are a lot of people out there that call themselves independent media. And I like to call them... Alternative media, I think that fits them very well. But when it comes to independent media, you cannot be truly independent, yet at the same time depend on sponsors, and then at the same time uh, have things that uh, have your speech restricted by fear of losing certain sponsors or by not by not plugging the sponsors enough or something of that matter. So that's why I say that these other outlets, which are great mediums, these are great outlets and they were, in fact, my inspiration for it all, obviously, uh, are not independent as a, they're a corporation. Revere Radio Network is independent in the, in the way that uh, we are totally, 100%, Listener supported and listener driven because if it weren't for the listener listening, they would never have known how to turn on that microphone button like I was speaking about just a few minutes ago. So it is totally the listener who then becomes the host themselves, and then it, 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 this is the independence. I, lo- I love it. I, I mean, I, I, I get really excited and really, it just, it just. Thinking about it and talking about it, standing outside of a subway right now. <laughs> I have people who are looking at me like, What is he talking about?
0: <laughs> um, well, well, i got to say, I mean, it's definitely, uh, it was definitely the inspiration that got me talking, you know, I think, and that, if, if, Nothing else, just getting people to, uh, you know, kind of sh- shed the idea of, you know, they're sitting at their computers wondering if they should log in with their real name and worried about, you know, once they figure out about all this New World Order stuff, There, there's this time period of like, oh my gosh, everything I'm doing is watching me. Should I go to Infowars.com or should I not, you know? And then to have this, uh, when you encouraged me, like right from the beginning, I think we kind of, you know, with conspiracy clothes, I was there just, you know, for about three months just kind of hanging around and then... You kind of helped me and encouraged me to do what you just said, kind of turn on the microphone and and you know I mean it really helps crush that whole idea of you know i you know i it, it kind of helps people take that step of like you know what i don't care i don't care what they know about me or whatever and uh you know in that way you're creating you know you're a you're um you're a uh, a patriot uh factor okay let me let me interrupt you for just a
1: moment you said and I appreciate. When you say that I inspired you. And, uh, I think that may be my lot in life is to not necessarily get this message out, but to maybe inspire other people to do so. And I'll give you a good example. In March, I went to, uh, I went to Austin, Texas. And while I was there, when I was in Austin, Texas, uh, on my way to the airport to come home, I, uh, I was listening to the local FM radio, and lo and behold, there's Quasimodo on the radio. Now, if it wasn't for me giving Quasimodo the opportunity to have a radio show, he would he would never have been on the FM radio there in Austin, Texas. I I feel that I literally inspired him. I gave him the opportunity. And he ran along with it and has become very successful with his endless fraud detection and uh, various other outlets that, you know, he's uh, created since then. And and I, I feel that's all due to the inspiration. Uh, and I want to continue to, you know, inspire people.
0: Yeah, um, and I think there's a lot of... Really good ideas, a lot of things that are happening with Revere Re- Radio. Um you want to talk a little bit about that, some of the, some of the things that, um the new developments and things of that nature?
1: Sure. Uh, well, a lot of it is, uh, being kept under wraps. Uh, and that's because we're going to be having a relaunch from this, uh, October, November. And, uh, the relaunch is going to, uh, be a whole new, uh, Revere Radio network where it integrates audio and video uh kinda like a uh have you ever seen Stick'em or uh maybe uh MySpace and or uh uh how would I put it? Uh even blog talk radio. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's gonna be a totally uh it's gonna be a totally how would I put it, interactive uh area that review radio has never seen before and it's gonna bring a whole lot of new uh listeners who normally wouldn't hear the message. And um, I, I, it's very, very exciting. Uh, there's no ifs ands
0: or buts about it. Mm. Um, Let's talk a little bit about some of the people really helping keep the wheels turning over there. A lot of people doing a lot of the technical work and stuff. They deserve certainly a big uh, tip of the hat to them. They're doing some pretty, pretty good work, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now just because I'm the founder of Revere Radio Network, I don't necessarily sit there and babysit the entire radio station 24-7 like I used to. Things have changed in, uh, uh, in the last couple of years and I've had to actually take on some help and this, these help are just like the listeners, just like the donators, just like the hosts. They're all volunteers and, uh, there's three, uh, four, there's four really Good, uh, volunteers who have, uh, really stepped forward to keep Review Radio Network on the air. And that would be Total Info, that would be, uh, King Mob, Diamond Adams, and, uh, Jaded Dave. And if you ever visit Review Radio Network or listen to any of the shows, you know who these folks are. And, uh, um, on, uh, what they've done for me is they've been able to, uh, keep the, uh, keep it clean when I'm not around and I think that's one of the most important things is contingency because, unfortunately, I mean, in the world that I live in, I, I, I with the fact that I've got, you know, five and a half boys at home right now, um, I need to be able to feed them somehow. But so that, that means I have to go to work for eight or nine hours a day, and, and I'm not going to be there to be able to keep those, the radio station on the air, and that's where these other volunteers have stepped up. We are in the process, as a matter of fact, of, of recruiting one more person uh, to be a producer. And it's not hard. It's actually quite easy. Uh, in my opinion, I think it's easier than doing a radio show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that you've really stepped up and really done a lot of stuff production-wise. And uh, you know, I was going to ask you about that because um, you certainly seem to have a really good talent for that. I don't know, do you put together a lot of the, uh, the spots and stuff that are on your show as well? like uh, know, what do you mean uh pre-recorded kind of uh you know um things of that uh, you know like little uh little uh sweet yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I i generally do all of that uh, and then anyone else that wants
1: to do that they have in the past and have submitted it to us and uh, and we air them you know like i said we're ad free we have no commercials it's just total free speech and uh it's total free speech and uh, you know, there's no commercials, so with that in mind, whenever we need to take a break, we tend to play music, and uh, and then we play commercials for ourselves, and we promote ourselves, and that is, uh, I think, uh, the promotion is, is, is what's kept it alive, and I think that's also what had uh, inspired others. Uh, if it weren't for me to say, hey, you can push the microphone on button and do a show yourself. It, none of it would
0: have ever came to fruition. Mm. Well, um, that's something you hit on. Something you know, you, you've got five kids. You got one on the way, um, and we we'll definitely be praying for you about that. I just, um, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Especially one. I listen to your show, and you're, you're one of these um, uh, parents that are really. You know, as much as possible, you know, with this uh, value dollar system involved in like, you know, kind of going up against the school system a little bit on their uh, interesting and uh, very uh, um, pro new world order type policies, including the stuff about the vaccines, very spoke- spoken out about a lot of that stuff. Can you talk a little bit about your dealings with the school system in general and the kind of things that you feel uh, are most important about all that?
1: Well, yeah, the the public school system really despises me and uh sometimes I think that they even uh single out my uh my boys uh for uh behavior issues that are not deserved. And I think the reason behind that is because right from day one, I'll just come out and tell you right now that my uh, number one my my children that are old enough to attend school, do attend public school. They do so with no inoculations or vaccines whatsoever. Uh I'm totally against uh vaccinations for religious and uh moral reasons. Um and they attend public school with everyone else's kids without vaccinations and uh so A, that's a red flag that goes up at the front office immediately when the beginning of the school year comes. They almost look at you like they want to smack you in the head and say, "What's wrong with you?" but at the same time, I want to smack them in the head and say, "Well, what's wrong with you <laughs> and uh and when it comes to uh things like uh, uh certain holidays and certain uh events that they have or uh bringing in the uh Every, let's say every Friday they have a police officer that comes into the, uh, into the school and, uh, and tries to get the children to maybe, uh, snitch on their parents or on their neighbors or their brothers and sisters for things that they, uh, that that may be illegal. Uh, and teaching the children that to be a good American, you need to be a good snitch. And uh, in my opinion, this, you know, the schools really don't like me and they uh, i I tell them that my children are individuals. my children are going to I want my children to be graded on how well they perform reading, writing, and arithmetic, not how well they can interact in a social environment or how well they can adapt to change, which is the kinds of things that they are being graded on uh, in public schools these days and there's no other parents out there uh you know that are that are questioning these curriculums that have nothing to do with education. What they are is they are molding the perfect citizen for the world is what they're doing. They're molding the perfect citizens for the new world order and weeding out the ones, uh, that, uh, will not submit as easily as others. If that, if that makes sense to you.
0: Oh yeah, definitely makes sense. I mean, they got textbooks on the on the subjects. I mean, it, it's it's all there in black and white what they're trying to do. I mean, um I think you probably reviewed a lot of that stuff and the reeducation of America and all that stuff. Um but, yeah, that's, it's, it's definitely, it would, it would seem to me such an uphill battle to, um, you know, cause I mean, it's gonna get harder and harder, especially with the vaccine issue. And I mean, but it's, it, until they actually make it, you know, legal, it's still something that, you know, it's a battle that is winnable, you know, if you just, you know, talk logically and, and, you know, play within the rules, so to speak. But it's still, right. wow. Uh, I, you know, I don't get
1: irate. I don't go in there and go crazy. But I have been called into the school to have conference with the teachers. And, uh, and when that time comes, yes, I sit there and my palms sweat, my, and, uh, and, and I literally have to take a deep breath, collect my thoughts, not seem like some crazy poop and seem like someone who's legitimately concerned about the welfare of my children and and the way that they're educated. I send them to the school to be educated, to learn reading, writing, arithmetic. If I had the time to be at home and I had all the money in the world, I would have them homeschooled. No ifs ands or buts about it, but there's nothing I can do about that. So, so that they can get their education, I send them to the public schools, but at the same time, um, hold on one moment for me. Sure. Um, at the schools, they—I uh, tell, I try and tell the teacher that my kids are individuals. My children, I bring them up in, at home to be an individual and not to be uh, someone who believes everything that they see on TV or everything that they, uh, you know, hear on the radio or hear from their teachers. And it builds a little bit of distrust. Uh, between myself and the teachers because the teachers know right up front that when my kids come home and they start talking about what they learned in school today and I contradict them, i.e. evolution, uh, drugs, things of that nature. Um, when I correct, I, I let the teacher know, listen, I am teaching my child the exact opposite of what you're teaching, <laughs> and uh, and that right there makes me uh enemy of the state, number one. Uh, right. and, uh, it, it, uh, I've, I'm very lucky, though, because I've held myself in my composure in a good manner in a way that I haven't deserved to have my children ripped from me yet due to the fact that I won't let them submit to uh, the things that they're being taught in these public schools.
0: Mm, yeah, but that's just you know it's always a it's always a concern. But um, but it sounds like you're playing playing it right. I mean, there's 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 all kinds of uh, support all over the world of people trying to dealing with the same things you are. And I think it's you know you're, you're a Christian, and I think it, part of it has to do with this just discernment. You know, understanding that it's not right, something's not right. And regardless, I think if people understand, you know, exactly the nature of a lot of the problems that are going on, they 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 know something's not right, and I think that they are in the same boat you are, uh, for the most part. Uh, Well, I hope so, I think a lot of
1: people are afraid to speak up. Um, A, what we've been uh, always told is, is, uh, okay, I'm going to just, when the government fears the people, you have freedom. When the people fear the government, you have tyranny. And I think in this today's day and age, we have more of the people fearing the government than we do of the government fearing the people. Therefore, they do whatever they want to do, and, uh, and with, regardless of whether we as uh, individuals or we as human beings here in the United States uh, want them to do it or not, they're going to do what they want to do no matter what. And there's a lot of people that have been afraid to actually speak up. There's people that are afraid to go uh, to the health department and get the waiver against vaccinations. And, uh, and if they only have the courage to speak up and put their foot down and say no, and to say no, I'm against this, this is not what I want, uh, until people can uh, start using their First Amendment and speaking up and not caring what anyone thinks besides themselves uh, and the man upstairs, uh, we're not going anywhere, you know. We, we, we have to get beyond the sphere of the government. We have to get beyond that. You mentioned a little while ago about, uh, when, when someone first wakes up to the fact that, oh, there's gonna be a new world order, this, that, and the other, they go through a little bit of a period where they, uh, th- th- there's uh, maybe a, a sense of paranoia that, that occurs. And, and I'll agree with you on that. And when that sense of paranoia occurs, the last thing you want to do is to put a target on your own back. Therefore, people uh, are scared to actually state how they truly feel. Instead, they use the tools, and, uh, and, and the only thing that they know, which is they were brought up in the public schools to learn how to become good citizens and how to uh, obey every order given by the so-called authorities, and, uh, and that's all they know. So what more to expect from them but what they know? I mean, that's all they know. If they were brought up differently, and they were brought up, uh, embracing the values, uh, of, of, uh, of being a Christian A, uh, of being American, an American B, and, and embracing these actual values, which, uh, that maybe, I think that's something that I want to talk about, you know, on one of my future shows, uh, I actually, you know what? I may be a pretty wild person, but I consider myself to have conservative values. And uh, whether I, whether you feel in your eyes that I am conservative or not, I feel that not enough people embrace those conservative values. Therefore, every, we're walked upon. We're, we're, people are walked all over by the system when we're the ones that should be walking on the system, not the system walking on us.
0: There you go you know you kind of mentioned the um the the education being you know all all like kind of just everywhere um and and it's also in like you alluded to the 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 television as well uh, i i, I came across some of your shows recently where you did a few um, exposés on uh, on a few of the ones for the children like uh, dragon Tales and teletubbies um yeah i thought that was classic um do you got do you got some more minutes here to kind of go over some of that stuff um yeah i'm driving and i'm driving in the car
1: and uh <laughs> um, and I'm, i can talk to you uh as long as
0: you like to have me. All right. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, let's go and start with the Teletubbies. I mean, I've seen that show before, and it's like, I mean, there's something just not right about it, isn't it? Like, well, something here is extremely evil. I can't quite put my finger on it, but you seem to have done some research on it. What, 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 what's going on there?
1: Okay. Well, you know, here's the thing. All right. And I and I'll go. And you just being a parent myself and having children. My children are being brought up in this technological world, this world where, I mean, technology is at an ever-increasing ever rate and getting bigger and bigger and making life much more and more convenient for us. And every time, you know, put it this way, I don't even have a dollar bill in my pocket right now. Uh, I just went to Subway and bought lunch for my wife and I, and uh, I swiped the card and my digital dollars were then digitally transferred from my bank account to Subway's uh, merchant account, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I live in this te- technological world, but not only do I live in this technological world, but I, my children are growing up in a technolo- technological world that I, me as an adult can't keep up with. Uh, it, it, I can, I'm trying, I'm doing my darndest, I consider myself one hit 32-year-old, but uh, The fact of the matter is, my kids could tell you uh, more about technology today than I could even tell you, which uh, was the same way when we were kids, and our parents would say the same exact thing. The show Teletubbies uh, has no parents whatsoever. Uh, It is a a show of toddlers. The characters in the show may not be human. They may be humanoid, uh, but they're, they're toddlers. They don't even speak clear. Coherent uh, English, or a language, for that matter, other than to say "uh-oh" or "no, no," you know. So uh, this, we have these toddlers that uh, aren't necessarily related to one another as brother and sister, but uh, are obviously of the same unknown species. These Teletubbies <laughs> that have these televisions in their bellies, and um, they live together. They live together in a, in, a, in a society amongst themselves without parents. And uh, what sustained them, though, is technology. This group of peers have technology which is there for them in their little world, which they're able to prepare food for themselves, in which they're able to clean up after themselves, in which they're able to also entertain themselves. So, this show, Teletubbies, is is basically, uh, as harmless as it may look, is teaching children and indoctrinating children to live in a world amongst peers, but without parents, which is also the same thing that's being taught in the schools, to live as a community and not necessarily uh, what your parents are telling you is right, but uh, as long as you can go along with the group and go along with the community you 're a good person. The tele is teaching children to live in a world with peers, without parents, and with super technology mm-hmm. and, uh, and and it 's just amazing how how harmless it may appear. But yet, how harmful it really is when you sit and you break it down and you take a good look at it. I mean, it's just, it's amazing that this is what my children know. This is what my children are being brought up to, to, to know. And this is the kind of, of person that the schools and this television sh- show and the channel itself, Public Broadcasting, which puts out, this is supposed to be educational. This is supposed to be something teaching my children. Educational uh, uh, broadcasting or programming, as they like to put it, and I think fits much better. It is programming. And they are programming our children to be sustainable without their parents and amongst their peers and with uh, a high amount of technology to be able to take care of themselves in this parentless environment. I think it's very harmful. It, it, as harmless as, it, as, the, uh, as the program itself may look to you, if you think about what I just described to you, uh, it, it, it could be very harmful if you're trying to raise your child in an environment where, you quote unquote, as Ephesians says, honor thy father and thy mother. For you know that is what the Lord asked, and that's you know, the greatest promise that could ever be kept is to honor your mother and your father. And uh, and I think these these television broadcasts are doing just teaching our children just the opposite of that.
0: Sure. And, uh,
1: and it, it, I, I could cry right now. It's very painful for me to even even think about it. Because, well, you, know, you see, I'm gonna. I'm going to have another child within the next week here. My wife went to the doctors yesterday, and they told her, if you don't have this baby this weekend, we're admitting you to the hospital to make you have the baby next Wednesday. So here I am faced with the situation of having and bringing another child into the world and, uh, and, and to know that the indoctrination is only going to get worse and it's only going to get deeper and darker as the years go on here. So...
0: Hmm. Well let me let me first off uh, encourage my listeners to uh, pray for you and everything and, and your and your child and your wife and everything surrounding uh that issue uh and, and I I I know that I got some good uh prayer warriors listening to the show uh, because of just evidence by the, what I can what I can uh, tell happening with me uh, but but one thing I wanted to say to the listeners and everybody is if it sounds like that's a, a far off um um, you know, assessment of the situation of Teletubbies, you really don't have to look much further than like, uh, the book, uh, Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. That's the exact community that is, um, you know, one that was intended to be, which is, uh, independence from parents and this, uh, in the technological age and, you know, do as thou wilt essentially. But, uh, a lot of those, um, ideas are, you know, and I think a lot of us would be, uh, very aware of, um, this idea of this attack of the nucleus of the family, and there's a lot of benefits to, let's say, the new world order to an attacking of the uh, family unit because uh, it pr- it produces people that are good, um, you know, for this system. So I think that people the people that don't could, ask questions. That's exactly.
1: <laughs> that's what they want. That's what they're aiming to create a world, a society where people uh, take it. But it, or you you mention uh, Aldous Huxley and Brave New World, and I will mention George Orwell in 1984. What did he, O'Brien say? My vision of the future is a is a boot stamping on the human face forever. So I mean, just just take that you know to heart. Yeah. you uh, know you know you brought you made me start talking about you know the subject of the children's television. Uh, broadcast and what have you, and you also mentioned uh, one of the one of the ones that I talked about was Dragon Tales, and uh, so not only are our children being brought up to live in a world which uh, they live amongst peers without parents and with uh, in high tech and with with great technology, but also they're being indoctrinated with uh, occultic and New Age values not only prepare them to be a good citizen in the new world without mommies and daddies, but also to embrace and accept the new world and the new age and the new religion, uh, which is totally the opposite of what me and other uh, conservative parents uh, ought to and should be teaching our children.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a lot of, uh, little, little, uh, tips of the hat to, uh, some evil and the Dragon Tales. I, that's one of the ones I, I listened to. And, uh, that's just, it, it was just. It, it it seems like to me rob that it's not i mean it's it's super bad obviously when it's you know definitely insidiously targeting children and there's not really and there's obviously an effort to incorporate a lot of these very ancient like occult ideas i mean they didn't just like oh let's come up with a name how about it's this ancient you know greek or ancient or whatever you know name for this you know whatever it would be i mean there was an intent there but it's also you know very evident in just general um television and and it's it's very a very slow and steady boiling pot of people just getting indoctrinated into the whole idea wouldn't you say it's pretty evident everywhere
1: yeah absolutely and I think that you know I mean just it's not just today in two thousand eight it's not just within the last ten years it's not just within the last twenty years heck it's not just within the last one hundred in the last, you know, a century. This is something that has uh, slowly been uh, put upon us, like the frog in the boiling water, so to speak. Uh, has been brought upon us uh, for two thousand years now. Uh, for two thousand years, now, even more than that, we can we can go back all the way to the beginning of creation with the the serpent or dragon or however you want to put it. Uh, in the Garden of Eden, uh, these, there has been a push, uh, since the fall of man, uh, since the days of Adam and Eve, uh, to, A, get people to deny Christ. Get people to deny Christ and accept Satan, and if you do not, and if you, if you deny Christ, whether you speak out loud with your mouth or not, if you deny Christ, you're speaking out with your heart that you're embracing Satan. That's all there is to it. You're, they're teaching our children witchcraft. They're teaching our children occultism. They're teaching our children that the family is no good and there's no need for a family. And and, and and I wonder why my child defies me. And that's because of the values that he's being taught, not just from me, but even the ones that counter what I'm teaching.
0: Exactly. I think, you know, it, it really you can find a lot of their lies really are centered around Jesus. I mean, that's just, that's what really kind of made me start scratching my head at the beginning. What what I could prove that they were lying about, I mean, this wasn't like the kind of subjective things that, well, maybe it could be this way. or I mean, you could prove that they were lying in regards to Jesus, and then you start to look at Jesus and what he was saying and realize that he was like, poison to this whole system and uh you know people people lie about him because you know I, he called out the new world order he was the most anti new world order guy around i mean he was he was uh you know the only people he ever said a harsh word to were the uh, clergy and the bankers you know i mean he, mm-hmm. he, he was mm-hmm. and, and not to not to mention that you know this this book uh you know has two, 2000 year to, years ago called out the plan, and so their only hope is to really discredit it in every way that they can. I mean, they've got all kinds of ways to try to discredit it. If you won't buy one way, they'll get another way, and uh, so they're just they're just desperately desperately scared of it. And um, one of the things I'm sure you've you've uh, had to deal with when people say that, when you try to bring that point up that this whole thing was called out, uh, and and they would say, well, it's just it, they're just playing it like a playbook, and. Um, i don't I, I see that as just a cop out because I, I do see I see it in one way that they are they're trying to make this next war probably look like Armageddon so that at the end of it they can pretend like the uh antichrist is um you know the Mahdi and all these other things so yeah, um anyway uh what what is your view on that general idea i don't know if I'd even expressed it.
1: <laughs> I think I understand where you're going uh-huh. um, basically, my view my point of view on this and the way i what i actually see and now here's where i have to stop and collect my thoughts and think about scripture because i don't want to speculate about end times i want to go to the word i want to go to the spirit and i want to read exactly what the word says about end times versus actually speculating When I go to Drudge Report for the news during the day, I don't see New World Order. I see one day closer to Armageddon. I do feel that the Tribulation will begin soon. I do not think it has yet. Uh, I do feel, though, however, the Tribulation will begin soon, and we will see a rise of an Antichrist. And, the, and we will see the world united, just like the, the Bible says, there will be peace for seven years. And halfway through, he's going to break the, the treaty. And, and, and everything that the Bible says, I, I truly believe to occur in the very near future here, in mine and my children's lifetime. Okay, uh, I do not know who, what, when, how, or what. And I don't think anyone else does, because what does the Bible say? It's going to come like a thief in the night. You'll never even know it was there, or that it happened. You know it's just going to happen. And uh, so no one can tell the time or the day, but it'll come like a thief in the night. And uh, I do feel that uh, there are people on this earth that would like to, quote-unquote, speed up the whole progression into Armageddon and into end times. And I think there's people that want to speed up and bring prophecy to light. I'll give me an example. We've got uh, Atman Denjad in Iran who says that he's going to be responsible for bringing back the 12th Imam. We've got rumors of uh, people over in Jerusalem actually laying the plans down to uh, rebuild the temple right alongside the Dome of the Rock, the, the Golden Mosque there. Uh, I mean, I, so I see it every day that pe- that people are uh, trying to speed this process up. I don't know why Satan would want to speed up his own demise. However, <laughs> uh, it's all been written, and it's all being fulfilled right before our eyes. We could say we live in very, very hard times, but the fact of the matter is, with our faith, we live in very beautiful times. And uh, we're watching prophecy. I've said it over and over again, be fulfilled right before our very own eyes. And uh, I think it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, and it, to me, it always it always reiterates the fact that uh, it, it builds. It certainly is the thing to build faith. And uh, I feel faith is is what we need in order to uh, you know live live a good life through this. I mean, God's provisions is all we really need. And in order to do that, we need faith. I, I wanted to get your opinion on something real quick. Um, and that is um, the the truth movement in general, it seems like, you know, it seems that this these kinds of, um, uh, you know, it's in the Teletubbies, it's in Dragon Tales, but it is also very insidious and gaining a lot of steam in what we call, the truth community, truth movement, what what have you? Um, do you see it there, and um, do you see it as a problem, and a, or or how do you how do you view all that? Chris, Chris,
1: Chris will you re- I'm sorry. Will you repeat that question one, one more? time? I'm so sorry.
0: No, that's all good. Uh, well, basically, it was, um, uh, you know, in this truth movement and we were talking about you know this um this uh rise of uh occult uh stuff happening you know all the all like dragon Tales and and the teletubbies in the schools and everything else and but it also seems to have definitely infiltrated the truth movement and there's a definite effort to mix truth with the not just the occult ideas but also to really actively try to um discredit jesus um do you see that how as as a definite agenda and effort and how, what do you what do you view on the whole thing?
1: Okay. Well, a my view is I have no right to um, I have the right to express my views and my opinion. However, I have no right to say you convert now or I chop your head off. Okay. Now, as far as the truth movement goes, the truth movement, I uh, in the past has been known to be a quote unquote Christian base of people. And, uh, but even that is a bad rap because when you talk about the Christian base of people, what, and what I'm speaking of, uh, let's go like to the days of before the Oklahoma City bombing. Anyone who considered themselves, uh, someone, uh, of, of, who is a Christian group of people who are awake to the New World Order, uh, were also considered terrorists right from the get-go. So I think, uh, that kind of, that was the, 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 the crux and the beginning, the beginning of, uh, turning people away from the truth movement, and at the same time, having them claim to be of a, a, a Christian religion. And uh, because when you tie those two together, it equals Timothy McVeigh, or something of the of the equivalent. Now, I have seen, uh, since I've entered this quote-unquote truth movement, many different people come and go of many, many different faiths. And uh, not only that, they've come from many different areas of the world. Uh, I've seen them, you know, be gay. I've seen them be straight. I've seen them be Christian. I've seen them be pagan. I had a a, a somebody who I uh, who, who was an inspiration to me with uh, the Independent Talk Radio. This this guy out in Colorado calls himself Brad the Impaler. His name is Brad. He's an older guy. He was a good guy. He did a great show on waking people up to the New World Order, but at the same time, he was pagan. Now, do I think that he was a plant and put there and done on purpose? I mean, no, I just think this is a man who unfortunately had different religious values than I had. However, we shared the same value of freedom and awakeness to what is occurring in today's day and age, and what's to come in the future, uh, I don't really see or feel that the quote unquote truth movement is being infiltrated or, uh, or people are being told to, uh, to turn away from their Christian beliefs and, and, and find beliefs elsewhere. I, I, I don't see that. I, I, I think the truth movement is a base of people. Uh, who come from all walks of life and all different religions. And, uh, and I think the main, I, I think that's why a lot of people, you know, it's really hard for me to say, Chris, because I've, I've always been told to go out and, 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 and spread the word of the gospel. Okay? So when, to hear somebody else talk about the New World Order, yet not tie it in to the, to the Word, that gets to me a little bit, because so much of it is prophesized in the Bible, that how could you not include the Word in, in your message of freedom and liberty and, and truth? How could you not include that? Or whatever your version of, of, of truth is, you know, spiritually.
0: Right. Well, uh, I- I agree with you totally hundred percent on an individual basis um i mean that's 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 our people and all I mean all of every different persuasion. I would say you know like something like teletubbies my my beef wouldn't be with the child that um started believing what the general concepts that the teletubbies were saying, but my beef would be with the person who produced, paid for, and did the research and wrote the shows. You know, that's who my beef would be with in that regard because they definitely have an agenda. And you, when you take some of the big heads of this thing that we all consider, like, the main people, like, you know, your um, Michael Tasarian's Jordan Maxwell, um, you know uh, – uh, all these guys, David Icke, and they, these kinds of people, all saying the same lie about Jesus that is easily provable. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but if you if you say that Horace was, uh, you know, crucified and then uh, uh, died on the cross, you know, and then rose again after three days and next to three thieves and all this stuff, that's one thing if it's true, but if it's completely false and the Egyptians said nothing of the sort and it's a complete lie and all of them are saying it, then you got to scratch your head and be like, wait, 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 wait. What, what's the deal again? Yes, let, me say, let me say something to you. I don't
1: listen to or watch David Icke. I don't listen to or watch Michael Vissarian. I don't listen to or watch Jordan Maxwell. I Like, you had that show with Matt Kazee, Jordan Maxwell. I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> uh, okay, and, and, and the reason why is because I distance myself... Why do I not watch Harry Potter or let my kids watch Harry Potter? Because I don't, I, you, you see, that, that, that's where I'm coming from here. I don't, I, I abstain from, from that information. I look at the truth movement in the info war as a giant table. Picture yourself being a little kid and you end up at a feast. And there's this giant table of food there. And there's no way you're going to be able to even eat two plates of this food. But what are you going to do? You're going to go to the table, and you're going to take the food that you need, and you're going to leave the rest for somebody else. Now, I look at the information, and I equate that to the food on the table. And as a listener... I will pick and choose what I want to listen to or I want to view or I want to put into my brain and, 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 uh, and train myself with, and I leave the rest for somebody else who might want to use that. For instance, there are Muslims now that are going door to door and putting Korans in a plastic sleeve with a letter that says, we're not trying to convert you, but we'd like to show you how peaceful we are. Here's our holy book. And they're leaving it on, on, on people's doorsteps, okay? And I'm not making this up. All BS aside, people who leave, Muslims are now leaving Korans on doorsteps. What if I were to come home one day and find a Koran on my doorstep? What would I do with it? Would I sit there and read it and, 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 uh, and then become converted? Would I sit there and read it and try and see uh, where the truth and, uh, and the lies of the media are in regards to the uh, Muslim religion, like the letter that was included with the, with the Quran said? Or do I throw the book away? Do I give it to somebody who I know who's a Muslim? What do I do with it? All right? I, I, my choice, personally, if I found one on my doorstep, would be to take it and put it on my bookshelf with the rest of my books and with the rest of my information. And let's say I decided to read the uh, book that was put out by uh, one of the attorney generals. The, the guy—oh no—it was the guy that uh, prosecuted the blind sheik in the first World Trade Center bombing in 1993. That guy came out and that prosecuted him. Came out and wrote a book, and he quoted some lines from the uh, from the. Quran that shows just how violent and just how unpeaceful the religion really is, well, I might want to take and look up those exact passages and decipher, try to decipher it myself and see whether or not, you know, what, what my interpretation of it would be or whether it was taken out of context or what have you. I might use it as a, a reference tool and keep it on my bookshelf, but I'm not necessarily going to take that, and read it, and decide to myself, you know what, I'm going to read this in hopes of maybe converting myself, and the reason why is because I think I'm spiritually strong enough, I'm spiritually aware enough to 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 not have things like that influence me, I hope that makes sense to you
0: yeah quite definitely I agree with you one hundred and ten percent on it uh, it 's just kind of it 's kind of like a good analogy would be like the vaccines you know they give they give a kid a vaccine right when it comes out of the womb when it 's the only time they don 't have an immune system you know i mean they haven 't even uh, had a chance to build an immune system, so it 's obviously the most dangerous time when they 're most susceptible to it and I feel that because of the those those teachers that I mentioned are so um so prominent that if somebody just woke up to this all the stuff that they have to know in order to survive it has to nowadays be filtered through this they have to be strong enough uh, by their natures in order to get through the this wall that's that's um that they have to go through and it depends on how you get through it. think you know you can go through I mean nowadays so much information you know alex jones is somebody that they definitely get filtered through there and there's issues there too but you know um i definitely agree with you um 110 percent. but i do feel it is uh an agenda there is an agenda regardless of uh who it is but um like you said there's a big feast out there and so um i like that analogy that was a good one um let me move on just a little bit to something i know you talk a good deal about and that is um uh the Iraq issue and Iran and whatnot, um, there's a lot to go – to talk about in that regard. Um, does anything – I guess I'm just going to let you just say what it is that maybe right off the tip of your tongue if there's a particular uh, issue that you feel strongly about in regards to it.
1: Well, what is the question?
0: <laughs> well, I was – really. I originally was going to ask you about um, uh, the idea of uh, Iran, and I still and I still really think that there is this. uh, I think it's obvious to us probably that there seems to be like a all this this like abandoned, like reckless abandon of like trying to pick World War III, trying to make it happen with all their efforts. You know, there it seems like they are doing everything. And a lot of people that don't even know anything about those stuff are scratching their heads and being like, well, why do we do that? That's not logical at all. None of this stuff makes sense. And in fact, I think the only way it does make sense is if they are trying their hardest to make all this happen. So I guess that was, you know, in regards to Iran and stuff. I just wanted to see. I I have a... Go ahead.
1: What I do here is I, I, I look at the area in the region and I look at where its history and its past comes from. And... And And then, when I go back to the Bible, I see that Babylon is in fact, Iraq. <laughs> uh, where Babylon was located was where I, where, where we call Iraq today. Okay? A. I look at Jerusalem and Israel and uh and the uh the, the the Holy Land over there and uh and I and I and I look back into the Bible and and Iran and Persia and the Persian Empire and, and I see where all of this uh is is was prophesied and was written and all of this is, is That has happened in the past, and that is still yet to happen in the future, has already been written right there before our eyes. And there are, in fact, individuals on the face of this earth that would like nothing more than to speed it up and to make it happen happen themselves, or maybe have some sort of a role uh, in making uh, these things happen. There are people out there that are uh, that are that are bound. Uh, They they, they have it in their mind that they, in fact, uh, are going to start World War III, and they're trying to accelerate it. I think about the Plains of Megiddo, and where the Plains of Megiddo are, or is, and where uh, the the, the Battle of Armageddon is is supposed to to occur. And I think about how all of this is all in that same region, right there. and, And it's all heating up pretty quick. And I can really say to you, you know, that... Uh, it saddens me that, uh, that that would happen. However, at the same time, I know, I know that that just means it's one day closer to the day when Jesus will return to this earth and will reign here for a thousand years. And, uh, and I look forward to that day.
0: Amen. Um, and and i I'll, I'll like to add to that it seems like um, I was just noticing the other day you know i don't know how much you've studied about the thirty third parallel and the whole idea of so much death and destruction always being there and i and um you know you got Afghanistan Iraq, and Iran all and even uh, north, parts of northern Israel are all on and I think Megiddo's in northern israel i don't know I could be wrong about that but um uh, it's all on that thirty third parallel where a, a lot of this uh, happens um, i'm sure you're aware of that but um one of the things that I always think about is, it really does seem like this. I, I think that there is, you know, probably this is as the Bible says: "Are we war not with uh, flesh and blood, but with uh, principalities and and authorities of evil and high places and things of that nature?" So, um, I really think that at some level, these people that are in control of all this stuff are literally um, in debt to some very. Dark powers, and I think the, what those dark powers, <laughs> what those dark powers want is what they've always wanted, and that is blood. And the more yeah, doors, so, the more doors you open to them, the more that they're going to require. And you know, if you're in contact with them, you're you're going to be pretty scared of them, especially the higher the rank that they go. Uh, views on that.
1: Yeah, no, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Uh, you know, as you do know, not many of your, your particular listeners may not know, but I come from a pretty extreme uh, uh, background as far as Christianity is concerned as being brought up uh, as a child as a Jehovah Witness. And um, now, uh, one of the things that... Uh, Man, I just totally—I feel like a a real dumb a here. I lost my train of thought altogether. Uh, Repeat your question back to me. I'm Um, home now, and I got like all these kids running around. (laughs) Well, (laughs)
0: about the about the thirty third parallel, and there being like you know. Right, the thirty
1: the thirty third parallel, and all and uh, I tell you what, there's a there are you you talked about people. Uh, the one thing that drives them is blood. They're being controlled by something, uh, higher, uh, than, uh, in, in spirit, in, 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 force than man alone, uh, and a lot darker as well. And in my, when I was growing up, one of the things that I was always taught was rock and roll was bad and uh, and you yourself, you're a musician, and uh, not only that, but you're also a Christian, so I'm sure you always heard rock and roll was bad, you know, and and this, that, and the other, and it's the devil's music, and uh, there were, I was told by my dad when I was a kid, and this is growing up as a Jehovah Witness, you made me get my train of thought back here, that many of the rock stars, many of the famous people who died, always died in these plane crashes. And the reason why was because they, quote-unquote, sold their soul to the devil. And my dad always used Richie Valens and uh, Leonard Skinner and uh, people like that, that that died like that. They sold their soul to the devil, my dad would say. and uh, And the devil came to collect on his debt. And, uh, and these were people who were given great power and great wealth and were able to do many things, uh, for a, uh, just a period of time before they, the, tragically their, you know, their life was put, uh, to an end, uh, at, usually at, at a pretty young age. And, uh, I feel that there are demonic forces among us and there are some people who have uh, in fact, uh, allowed these demonic forces to, uh, rule through them. No if ands, or buts about it. And they've allowed that to happen with, uh, the cost being their soul. And, uh, that's really what we have here is a battle for souls. And, uh, this battle for souls is nothing new. This battle for souls has been occurring now, uh, since the beginning of man. So, uh <laughs> yeah. and i can defi- i can definitely see people like uh where you just use for instance uh the, the uh let's say the, the the people in the Vatican i mean I'm not saying you're gonna bash Catholics or anything like that or let's just say uh I'm a in Iran uh obviously there is something or someone some presence... Over his shoulder, whispering in his ear, is the best way that I can describe it. And uh, where this force, or this person, or this being is, is and who it is and where it's coming from, the only answer I can come up with is it's nothing more than Satan and uh, and and I and his minions. And I feel that they are at work. They are at work on a daily basis, even uh, while we sleep. They're at work. And, uh, and yes, they are controlling and they do have their hands, uh, and they are, and there are people that are actually possessed and, uh, and there are people that have actually given up their, uh, their souls, uh, for the chance of some sort of glory or recognition in their lives.
0: And you know, I think that, you know, kings and rulers of the world would be, you know, even if they weren't already, which I think that they are nowadays, kind of bred to be that way and kind of go through a, a teaching process about a lot of this dark stuff before they even get there. But even if they weren't, I feel that they would be targets for evil because evil would go to the kingship in order to, uh, you know, try to get in there. I think I think in the same way that evil would love to be in the Vatican, which it is, and be, love to be in the churches. It's just where it wants to be, and it's where it wants to set up shop. So where it could be the can most. I can't thank good. you
1: enough for the opportunity you know, that you given me today to come on, you know, to talk to you and your listeners. I really appreciate it
0: no problem man uh, well um, I, I sure do appreciate it we've got a great a great hour here and I hope it does well and I know that you've got um, I know that you've got a lot going on this next week so I again encourage my listeners to pray for you and all the stuff that you're going to be going through with the new uh, child on the way and all the interesting and, and stressful things that goes on with that um, mm-hmm. do you got any final things that you uh, need to say or promote or websites and things of that nature
1: uh, nothing? Uh, no, I don't want to promote or plug or anything like that. I was just here to uh, talk to your listeners. Uh, I always look at this medium of talk radio as my version of uh, psychotherapy. Uh, I don't have uh, health insurance, uh, and even if I did, I probably couldn't afford to go see a psychiatrist. So therefore, uh, I speak to uh, my Creator through Jesus, and I also... Uh, speak to the listeners on a weekly basis on my radio show and, uh, it's almost like sitting down in an office of a therapist and just talking. Just talking. And, uh, and it does a lot of help and it's very therapeutic and so that's why I thank you because I mean, sometimes this is what I need to do is I just need to sit and just talk to somebody
0: like I'm done with you today. so That's some wise uh, <laughs> words there, man. Well, thanks, Rob. Here, stick around for a minute. I, I want to uh, talk to you real quick after this. And, uh, again, thanks a lot, man. And uh, go to, obviously, the uh, Revere Radio website, and we will um, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks.
1: My pleasure. Thank you. Uh-